So, welcome to the platform. Um, thank you very much for agreeing to be part of the evening. Uh, we want to just kind of unpack um, the stories of these lovely people. So I'm not really going to talk very much. Um, if you would like to introduce yourself, tell us a bit about you and how you connect in your life with other people. Am I on first? <laughs> um, I'm Simon, Simon Ward. I'm married to Jill. Uh, I have two children. I have four grandchildren. I retired from full-time work about six, six and a half years ago. And I now work part-time for a charity. Is that enough? I'm Alicia, and I am the intern at church doing the New Year New Wine Discipleship Year. Um, but I'm also doing a personal training course. Um, yeah. Excellent. Hi, I'm Sam, and I'm married to James. He's not here tonight, and we have three uh, young adult children. So some of you will know them: Becca, Tom, and Ben. And we're just getting used to an empty nest because they're all flying. And um, yeah, that's, we've been around for about 12 years here at St Paul's. Hiya, I'm Annie. Uh, I'm quite old, as you can see, and I've got five very grown-up children, lots of grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and that's it, really. I'm quite boring. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so can you tell us um, who you connect with in your, in your world, and what do you think is important when you're connecting with people? Um, I'm, I'm not the world's greatest sort of socialiser, so I don't belong to the local gym. I don't go to the local swimming thing. I'm not down the pub every week or whatever. I guess I'm a little bit of a loner in one sense. Um, but if I look back down the years, which is one of the advantages of being that little bit older, um, I guess there's still some friends from school that I keep up with, two uh, pairs in particular, one of whom I was best man to and the other one of whom I was um, godparent to their, uh, one of their children. And we catch up once or twice a year. Neither of them uh, know Jesus. And uh, it's good just to be friends with them. But we do have, um, I say we, it's Jill, my wife and I, we have had and do have interesting conversations about faith. So we spent an entire evening arguing the toss about the Holy Spirit, which seemed quite surreal at the time. Um, they didn't suddenly stand up and say, I believe, at the end of it. But that was a way of communicating. Um, in my work, I remember quite clearly a couple of occasions where we were at weekends away. Uh, one of them was up in Yorkshire, and there's a bit of a riotous um, Saturday evening where quite a lot of booze had been flowing. I, of course, was drinking water all evening. And I was wearing a little fish badge at the time on my lapel. And this guy called John came up at around about 11 o'clock at night, not exactly so, but, but anyway. And he said, I've been watching you, he said, and you're different. What is it? Anyway, about half an hour later, um, we were sitting there praying about you know, his life and where it was leading. And the following morning, he said, did we really have a conversation last night? I said, we did. What did I say? Well, this was the conclusion. So who knows where that ended up? Um, and more recently, I was um, just looking at Karen down here. A few years back, um, just shortly after I retired, Karen stood up here and said that 
Um, the toddlers group, uh, there's about 80% of them each week are people who are not part of the church. And it's a great opportunity just to meet people, a great opportunity to befriend them and so on. So I thought, well, I could do that. So I'm here every Monday or every other Monday morning, um, just greeting people, welcoming them, mucking around with the, the little ones, but also having those conversations with some of the mums and carers. And um, I'm not a mum, I'm not a carer, but I guess as a slightly older sort of guy, you can chat about stuff that maybe they don't always have the chance to. So those are just some of the ex- different examples. But if that makes you think I'm spending my entire life having conversations and gospel conversations, they're a little bit more intermittent than that. But I hope that God uses them anyway. Absolutely. Um, during, during the DY course, we meet up every Tuesday um, with people across the country um, doing the same thing as me, um, which is amazing to be able to connect with Christians who are doing the same thing as me and be able to discuss what is challenging about being a Christian because it is a challenging thing, um, but also connecting with people on my course um, the PT course, um, and friends from school. Um, and it's just nice to be able to have Christian relationships, to be able to talk to Christians and be like, actually, this is challenging to discuss with your non-Christians about God and how they can encourage you in that. Um, so I'd say that is areas in my life where I connect with people. Great. It's a... Uh... We're all so different, aren't we? We're all placed in really different situations. And um, I think I sort of connect with people, obviously, just depending where you are. I remember when we moved here, um, somebody saying to me, just say, say yes to everything. And, uh, and I, I did, so if people invite you to something, you know, just go along and so on. And so that's how I kind of started um, 10 or 12 years ago. And so I, I kind of connect with people that I met through the kids um, and neighbours and so on. But I, I'm in a book group, which I love, called The Vino Worms, which if you, is, uh, yeah, we, we enjoy wine as well as books. So hence the, the title. Um, also connect with, with neighbours and friends that I go for coffee with and so on. Um, I think in building, you know, it's, it's um, building friendships with people. It's just really important to be to be authentic, isn't it, with them, and not to kind of see people as. Uh, it just it just feels like it's about building building friendships and and being um, kind of honest, sharing the ups and downs of day to day life with both Christian friends and those that aren't Christians yet, and sharing the, the highs and lows of our Christian walk. So if something good's been happening, you know, great and exciting at church, you know, I'd share it with my friends over coffee in the week um, and, and the things that I might struggle with, you know, so that it's just, uh, just a, a part of life and part of who I am. So, Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? Like lots, all of you have said about just being open with your life. I think that's really important. Uh, right. I've had a very colourful life. And I'll tell you a very quick story of how I became a Christian. I went to my doctor and uh, I was having a breakdown. And I was, oh, doctor, please, I need something. I'm desperate, I'm desperate. Am I in the change? This was a long time ago. Am I in the change? What's happening to me? I'm, I'm desperate, I'm so unhappy and I can't sleep. And he said to me, do you know, Annie, he said, I pray when I'm in trouble. And I thought, oh, no, I've got a crank. I've got a crank, I want some tablets. And he said, no, seriously, Annie, I pray. And I said, oh, that's nice. Uh, Do you get answers? And he said, yes, I do. 
He said, you know, I, I have a, a little cell group, they used to be called then in those days, at my house on a Wednesday. I'd love you to come. Oh, oh no. All I wanted was some tablets. So anyway, along I went after he phoned me on the Wednesday evening and said, are you coming? So off I went and I met this group of people and I was terrified, absolutely terrified because I was one of the oldest people there and thought I knew it all. In fact, I did know it all. So I thought. And then they started talking to me about the Almighty and I still couldn't have it. And then as the weeks came by, passed by I came to church just to investigate really to see all these cranky people and they weren't cranky they were just like me they'd had the same troubles I'd had made the same mistake well not all but made the same mistakes that I had and I started to get more and more interested my life now is on my own as a Christian at home because none of my family are Christians, but I know that God's sitting on their shoulder because I pray every day. And you know, they're nicer people, and I, I love my family, and I spend a lot of time with my family, and every time I can, I, I try and nudge them a little bit. I say something, you know, like recently my um, youngest daughter, sorry to go on, um, my youngest daughter had her first baby and he was enormous. He was 10 pounds 10 and, and he was like a six-month-old baby. And I said to her, she said, Mommy, he's so big and everybody's going to laugh at him because he's so big. I said, how can they laugh at this blessed baby that you've got because of our prayers? And every time I can, I talk to her about Jesus and I talk to my friends, I drop things in, you know, silly little things, because they're just like me. I just pray that God will sit on their shoulder, and we can all do that. Every one of us can talk to our friends, our best friends who aren't Christians or whatever. We, we all talk to God ourselves, because we love him very much, and I shall go on doing that. I talk to anybody, me. Amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, definitely clap. <laughs> How does Jesus make an impact on your life? <laughs> um, I guess in, in one sense, you know, I just set about my day just like anyone else does. You know, I don't sort of pray about whether to turn left or right as I go out of the driveway in the morning. But if you step back for half a second, actually my entire worldview... Um, who I am, how I do things, they're just governed by the faith and the belief that has grown in me over, what, 40 years, something like that now. And um, it might sound a little bit clever, but I don't quite know what life would look like if there wasn't that person. I'm not on my knees all day long, but as I'm going along, walking around the park, walking off, catching the train, whatever I'm doing, I'm just quietly having a little chat with the management upstairs. And um, it just gets sort of a sense of, you know, what's coming up, what's going. And he's got a huge sense of humour, God, because I've just found myself all for my life 
Um, I first started talking about it a few years back, and I said, well, how many failures can you fit into one life? All the things I wanted to do didn't actually come to pass. Um, but when I look back, actually, God was preparing me for what he wanted me to do. And um, if I have an encouragement for anyone, if anything doesn't work out as you want to, chuck it in your backpack, because you'll find that it comes, uh, it comes out in due course, because actually what God's doing is forming your character. Um, I... I wish I was a better evangelist, but I guess we've all got different gifts. And I suppose you know, a few people have said, actually, Simon, you're quite a good encourager. Um, you know, quite good at coming alongside people, just listening to their stories and trying to say, oh, blah, blah, and just helping them just to understand how God's at work in their life. And um, I always think that you know, if it was the end of term report, you know, there'd be a tick in various boxes and that the headmaster's comment would be, try and have a few more personal conversations with people about faith and about Jesus. Uh, so that's a little bit of homework for me to do. Hopefully I've got a few years to get that right yet. Nico did a talk last week, I don't know if people remember, about compassion, um, and we did it again on Thursday um, with the youth, um, so it's really made me think of the word compassion, and actually, I'm not always the most compassionate, sometimes I do things that I think, actually, that's questionable, Alicia, um, but um, I think the most important thing that I've been getting to grips with this week is that I am loved and God is compassionate with me because he loves me. And I think that's what I always try and remind myself all the time, that I am loved and I can be compassionate with others. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. Great. I just love hearing everybody's answers because they they sort of all overlap, don't they? I'm just so grateful to God for, for being loved by him. And uh, I think the difference it makes in terms of connecting with other people is um, just, yeah, an awareness that, you know, I know everybody that I know and love is loved by God even more. And as Annie says, you know, God works in amazing ways, um, drawing people to himself. Um, so actually, Rebecca, you might know, some of you might know my daughter. She's just, she's working as an intern for church now. This is somebody else's testimony, but she's an in, somebody else is an intern with her, and he studied philosophy at university, no Christian contacts, and he's become a Christian through kind of examining the evidence and looking into who Jesus is and kind of accepting uh, Jesus as his saviour and lord and he walked in off the street to his nearest church to ask them um, and so he's now learning what it's like to be a Christian within a church family because that's not how he came to faith and um, I just think it's a reminder I, I love um, so what difference does it make I love looking at Jesus example in the bible and uh, the way that Jesus was with his disciples and his friends the connections that he made um, with ordinary people um, and then, yeah, just the, the kind of teaching and advice and instruction that we get. So, yeah, I've enjoyed Thessalonians a bit like what you were saying, Alicia. Um, the, the challenge recently in our life group was about how we live together, encouraging one another, urging each other on, that kind of thing. Um, and so with friends, I think I just try and be authentic and talk about the things of God, uh, trusting that he will work his plans out for them, um, yeah, along the way. But not, not all the time. But like you say, you, it's just about getting on with daily life as well, isn't there? And that's actually, Sally preached this morning on another passage from Thessalonians about gaining respect from those um, that are around us. And, and actually part of it is seeking to live a quiet life, it said in that verse. You know, so it's, it's uh, and then this other verse, it says about always having an answer for those that ask us, isn't it? So just that kind of being aware, being mindful, seeking to know more of God, seeking to lift up people before him and trust that he'll, he'll work out things, and, yeah for them thank you it's me again another story 
Um, this is a very quick story, but it's how God has affected my life. When I first had my encounter with my doctor, I then started to come to church. And it was at the time that I'd just moved into my house. And I was so thrilled with this house, but it, oh, it needs such a lot doing to it. But my garden, I love my garden. I love flowers and I love trees. And so we planted the garden. It was beautiful, growing beautifully, and I was so proud. Now, remember, I wasn't a Christian at this stage. I was a learner. And my next door now, I was driving up the back of, and the road behind my house. And I saw my neighbor on a ladder leaning over, cutting down my tree. Well, I was like a lunatic. And I came in, and I knew the window was open. I knew he could hear me. And I, I ranted, and I raved, and I swore. I was really awful. It was awful to my husband on the phone. I was saying, you've got to get in here, and you've got to sort him out. Otherwise, I'll be there, and I'll sort him out. Horrible woman. Horrible, horrible woman. There was a knock on my door. It was my neighbour. Annie, Annie, I'm so sorry. I, I was just trying to help you. You weren't helping me. You were cutting down my tree. And then I said, and he started to cry. And I said, don't cry. He was an old man. Well, not as old as me, but he was then. And I said, oh, um, please don't cry. I'm trying to be a Christian. I'm doing it all wrong. And I'm so sorry. And I'm really sorry. And it's just a tree. And it'll grow. And, and I was so full of remorse. After that, every time that temper of mine rose, something stopped me. And it wasn't a friend. There was nobody there. It was my husband. He was at work. It was God. I know it was God. Annie, behave yourself. And he slapped me round the legs and I sat down and prayed and said, I'm so sorry. The following week, I was getting up. I came on the Sunday morning to come to church and he was in the garden. And he said, Annie, Annie. I said, oh, hello. He said, um, are you, where are you going? You go regularly every Sunday. I said, I'm just going to St. Paul's. I'm going to church. And he said, would you pray for my son? He was an alcoholic and he was dying. Would you pray for my son? I said, of course I'll pray for your son. But do you know God would listen to you too? You've got a mouth. You can talk to God. And ever since then, God has impacted on my life in so many things because I'm so naughty. Honestly, I'm really naughty on times. Um, but I'm trying. And that's what I think we all do. We try and God knows we're trying. And we all know that he's there. We feel it, don't we? That's amazing. Thank you. Um, so kind of bringing it to a bit of a close, um, can you share another story of what's happened when you've been faithful in those relationships, in those friendships, when you've connected with other people? What, what's happened? What's been the fruit of, of that? <laughs> I can't think of anything immediately. Well, I don't have any miraculous story. I think it's just real life and real relationships, aren't there? So it's not that... You know, I'm sure none of us see people kind of queuing up as much as we kind of pray and, and try and love people around us. But... Um, yeah, it's just a simple story. Somebody I work, I'm a nurse, I didn't say that at the beginning, and I work part-time 
as a district nurse and part-time um, as a teacher of nurses at university. And, um, and yeah, so I've got a, friend, a work colleague who I talked to um, just a kind of, as I was saying at the beginning, just a kind of everyday chit-chat, really. And, um, and then she's got various health problems, and she would tell me about those, and I said I'd pray for her. And, um, and then just a conversation kind of began to go to a deeper level, and it's that bit about just being able to um, be brave in conversation a little bit, I think, and just kind of point towards God a little bit if you, if you can. And then uh, she came to the Archbishop of Canterbury thing that was last year that David's organised, and, uh, and actually she, I invited her, and she, she came, and she brought her dad, which I thought so was great. And, uh, and then recently she's had a, an accident, and she, was a bit, um, she broke both her ankles... So that was really. So she's a bit captive, and she, you know. So we met up for tea and coffee and stuff, and um, and yeah, it's just she was really open to talking about the things of God, and I just feel like that it's been. But that's been a long time. That's been a friendship over about three years. So, um, but I'm just keep praying for her, and she she kind of knows God, and she said, I I know God, and I trust I I trust God. I don't I don't know Him through the book like you do. I thought that was really interesting. Her turn of phrase, but. Um, yeah, she's on the journey. It's just having those conversations when you can, really. Amazing. Thank you. Um, God's made a great uh, effect on my life um, in silly little ways. Uh, I, you know, I'm such a naughty girl sometimes, but I'm ever so ordinary. All of us are ordinary, special in God's eyes, but we're all ordinary. And ordinary people talk to me and I don't know why they talk to me I can be in the supermarket and they'll start talking and 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 I chat to them and I found when I'm chatting to them I know God's talking to me he's there with me he's doing the talking and you know I don't know how many muscles it is you're supposed to use when you smile it's hundreds I think and a smile oh my goodness what a smile does what a smile does for me. And so I do smile. I'm a bit of a smiler. It gets boring after a while because you see the false teeth. But do you know what I mean? It's, it, that's an admission, isn't it? <laughs> um, but smile. Just smile and people will talk to you. And that's how God affects me and controls me now. I hope. Um, a little story, not that long. Um, I have a friend who that I've known since I was a baby. Her family are, I would say, non-Christian. They come to church um, Christmas time, let's just say, um, but she doesn't really go. Um, for the last past year, um, she's very shy. Um, she wouldn't go out of her way to talk to people, um, which actually that can be quite debilitating. If you don't have that, then it meant that she didn't have that community of friends, which actually is really hard. Um, I have another friend at this church who, was, who went to her school, and I was like, oh, great, maybe I'll connect them two together. Um, and then our church group, um, they've all gone to uni now, but um, they, we all met up and we all socialised a lot, and she came with us. Um, which was amazing, and they were amazing and inclusive in with her in that. And I think God works in amazing ways in the fact that he could see that God, 
She needed friends. She needed a community, and God provided that. Um, and then, so we said we were going to New Wine. I said to her, you're welcome to come. It's up to you. Um, and she was like to me, no, I'm not coming. I think it's really out my depth. I'm not going to do that. And I was like, that's fine. That's fine. And then a couple of weeks, she was like, actually, I want to come. And I was like, wow. Um, so she came. She served on team, which was incredible. Um, and then she's been... And sometimes she came to church on Sundays, which was amazing. Um, She's now gone to uni, so that's hard. Um, but her mum got me and my friend Jennifer a ring, and they had crosses on them. And she said that she wanted us to keep the faith. And I found that really encouraging, because it's like, you're a non-Christian, and you're still saying to us. And she saw that it was a good thing. Um, so I'm praying that God still works within her, even though I'm not with her at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's a little story. That's great, thank you. Yeah. Am I allowed one? Oh, um, part of my day job, I had to, on a number of occasions, make people redundant or let them go, I think is the term. And on one particular occasion, um, it's quite a popular member of the team that I had to make redundant. And uh, I was really reluctant to do it, um, but eventually decided that this was the right thing to do. And actually, this person didn't particularly fit within the team. And I spent as much time as I could. You're not, it's not good practice to talk too much about it because your HR person will say, no, 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 you need to keep, play a straight bat on this. Anyway, this lady was made redundant, and it was a business of about 50 people, and a fair proportion of them didn't talk to me. For, for quite a few days where they walked past in the corridor uh, and there's one particular person who seemed to be the ringleader of this sort of anti-Simon move um, but I knew I'd done the right thing and three things happened one, this person came up just a short while later and said sorry I've been giving you a hard time Simon I see what you've done and uh, actually I've been talking to the lady who'd been made redundant she's got another post now which is actually far more suitable for her and um, scroll forward a couple of weeks or so, this was in the world of fashion. So you can imagine a Christmas party was a fairly riotous affair. And um, I've got this sort of, um, this reputation that I used to sing Silent Night in the middle of this wild party, um, somewhere up in Covent Garden sort of thing. Everyone completely went silent. And completely unaccompanied, I sung Silent Night. And this same lady came up, the one who had said, sorry, I gave you a hard time, uh, and gave me a big hug when I'd said that. And it just goes to show, I think, that you know, we carry the light of Christ in us, but it looks very different sometimes in everyday circumstances. But we need to stick on in there with what we know is the right thing to do. And God doesn't always come through with a big hug at the end of it, but I actually felt it's God give me a hug <laughs> uh, that, that time because I'd done what I think was the right thing. And I think actually things turned out well in the end. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much for being so open and sharing your stories. Hasn't it been really amazing just to enjoy being together and hearing their stories, people's lives, just normal, ordinary people living their life, open, genuine, um, loyal to their friendships and faithful to the call of God upon all our lives. And I think, yeah, I hope that you feel encouraged. Um, please don't think that there's like a magic um, formula in talking to people. I think what we've heard here is that God, he uses 
us he uses how he's created us so even if you're not um someone who's particularly chatty or outgoing i think god uses you in the way that he's made you so be encouraged that wherever you're at um god is working in your life and um it's really exciting so yeah should we give them a big clap a big thank you Um, if I can invite the band up, um, in the groups that you're, that you're seated in, um, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to ask you to be brave. So on the table, I've printed a prayer or two on a piece of paper in front of you. Um, if you're willing to, it would be lovely if you could pray for each other in your groups um, to connect with the people around you, to have um, opportunities to share not necessarily um, about God or about Jesus, but just to share your life and to share love and place value on people, to show people that they're seen. Um, but yeah, it would be really special to connect with each other and to pray together as church family. That's what we want this service to always be about, that we're united together, all generations coming together, worshipping God. So it would be amazing if you can yeah, spend a, just a couple of minutes praying together. The band are going are gonna to sing the blessing over us, and then we'll have a little bit of worship before we close. Thank you.